Welcome, everyone, to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, everyone. Hello, Matt. Here today to finally, at long last, talk to you about from the upcoming Star Trek Discovery which will air its pilot over the air on CBS before the remainder of the series airs on CBS All Access. So, Pete, let's let's set the table before we dive on in here. And uh, for anybody who's new to the Fantastic Geek family of podcasts, we like to call it pretty straight. We don't uh, we, we don't uh, I don't know we don't soup things up. We don't script things. We just kind of we call it the way we see it. Uh, Pete, there have been times where you and I completely agree on things. There's other times, you know, walking out of uh, Batman v Superman, I said, oh, that was okay. And you said, oh, it was garbage. And walking out of Guardians of the Galaxy, I said, <laughs> uh, I said, oh, you know, it, it was good, but not great. And you said, oh, it was stellar. Um, so we call it the way we see it. Pete, I'm glad we're podcasting this today and not yesterday, because this time yesterday, I did not like what I saw. I don't think you are alone in that because of the internet, Matt. Um, obviously, there has been a caustic reaction now that people have seen this, but I think that's where we fill the void knowing what you're looking at or what you think you are looking at greatly affects your perception of this uh, first trailer, this two-minute 24 second glimpse of earlier episodes in the show well let me tell you where my concerns are not i could care less racial makeup who's in charge who's a captain woman male the hue of the alien skin you know i I know those are discussions going on in some some corners of the internet surprising like 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 gene roddenberry and his original vision you can cast all of that aside and view it with an open heart and an open mind in the spirit of exploration hope and optimism is that what you're saying matt absolutely and uh, i will say this it has been it has been shocking to hear supposed star trek fans uh, sharing some of the comments on race and ethnicity and gender and this and that the other none of those concerns are mine pete i'll even go one further i know a lot of a lot of hardcore star trek fans are not uh not fans of the recent movies not fans of the so-called jj verse i've enjoyed the movies i don't mind the visual aesthetic that those movies bring first thing that caught my attention though was there's a there's a JJ verse look to it. I know it's not. I know it's the original timeline, and I don't need to get into a froth over diverging timelines and this and that the other. But Pete, it didn't look like kind of the expensive fan film of classic Trek that I thought there would be. Let's start there. Well, I mean, can can we look at the bottom line for a minute? Have those uh, aforementioned JJ verse the um, J.J. Abrams' uh, all-produced trio of films, the reboot of the original crew from the Enterprise, have those made, Matt, any money since 2009? Uh, the first two were profitable. The third one probably was was not. And if you really believe Hollywood accounting, which I know you're too intelligent to not, guess what? 
all three of them made money, made plenty of money. Do you think CBS uh, knows that? Sure. So there's a very clear answer right away for some visual similarities. I will agree. Some of the lens flare, which has become a, a, a dirty phrase, um, is certainly noticeable. But again, you're, you're, you're looking at such a tiny glimpse of what we're eventually going to see. I think to concentrate on that and to let that uh, color you in such a way is, is the wrong direction to even start in. Well, here here was another concern. I know we're going to get more in depth into the uh, into the trailer in a little bit, but here was another concern I had, Pete. I was expecting the bridge of the Discovery to look a little bit more homey. You know, I think of the the bright lighting that we saw on uh, on Classic Trek, of course, on Next Generation. I know it went away a little bit as the future series went on, but even kind of the the Earth tones of Deep Space Nine that kind of as as home base. Um, this looked stark. And again, I don't want to say, oh, it looked like the J.J. movies, and I hate those because I don't mind things that look like the J.J. movies. But it, Pete, the Discovery doesn't look like home yet. This isn't the Discovery, Matt. <laughs> what? Go on. <laughs> well, that's because uh, unless there are uh, slips of the Discovery in there, what you're looking at is largely the USS Shangshu. Well, that certainly makes me feel better. And that maybe that should have been a little let me put this way, Pete. I think that there are there are uh storylines, you know, if you think of a trailer that can have a have a story arc to it, I think that you could have come up with a slightly better one, but if there's the mystery of the if there's the mystery there of oh, we have yet to meet this ship and the crew is still coming together, because not for nothing, Pete, as soon as it was announced way back when that we were going to have multiple ships and that and that uh, Commander Burnham, uh, obviously not, not named until recently, but Commander Burnham was not going to start out as a captain. Gee whiz, Pete, somewhere in the course of this first season, uh, she's going to become captain, which means she starts out not as captain, which means we have a story arc built in. So, Pete, I guess with that, uh, with that introduction kind of uh, dispensed with, where do you want to continue? Well, let's let's address that. That unless again we are uh, wrong, the USS Discovery does not appear in this trailer. Neither does uh, Jason Isaac's Captain Lorca. Neither does uh, Anthony Rapp's character. Neither does a lot of the recently uh, cast uh, actors. Uh, nor does uh, Harry Mudd played by Rain Wilson, uh, who it is unclear how many episodes could be a two-parter. He could be there for more than that. Who knows? There's a lot we're not seeing. And I think people are, are you know, you, you're going to fixate, obviously, on what you see and whether it fulfills your vision for what this should be. Um, it was not apparent by looking at it, uh, but researching it, of course. Matt, the stuff with... Um, Sonequa Martin-Green and Michelle Yao. That was filmed in Jordan. They are actually in a desert. This is not on a soundstage. This is not a green screen. Uh, none of that. Um, there are a lot of uh, odes to classic Trek. We've got the flip communicator. We've got uh, even that first photo that was put out of, of them in the 
in the desert rags. Uh, there, there were a lot of hallmarks of, of classic Trek. Um, we have bumpy headed, uh, Klingons. We have, uh, Klingon, uh, death growls or whatever we're going to call it. Death whales. We have James Frain, I think as a really spot on, uh, Sarek that is in line with, um, classic Sarek of Mark Leonard and as the same, the, the Ben Cross, uh, Sarek from the, uh, rebooted, uh, uh, Star Trek films. I, I think there's really, really a lot to like here. Um, I would say that if I have a reservation, I'm concerned about the overemphasis on action as opposed to exploration. But again, we get such a tiny glimpse here. Um, and really, what do we get out of this trailer that they're exploring, that they come upon some Klingon stuff, that there's hostilities? So how can you say this is not a vessel first of exploration, that it's not purely a warship? Um, but if you look at the the blow by blow of, of the stills of the GIFs that are out there, I think what it really does is, is put you at ease as far as what CBS and All Access have, have come up with here. Well, I, I know the fandom seems to be somewhat divided. Now, uh, I will admit, Pete, as I was uh, was skulking around the internet uh, yesterday <laughs> afternoon, yesterday. Oh my! <laughs> Speaking of exploration, <laughs> um, strange new worlds. There was this opportunity where I realized, hey, I'm more down on this than most people. Uh, maybe I need to reassess and and genuinely. I'm glad that we're podcasting this today, May 18th, and not yesterday, May 17th, because, you know, Pete, like so many of us, we all, you know, we all have our own individual Star Trek stories, and longtime listeners of the Fantastic Geek family of podcasts will, will know this well, but, um, you know, me starting to watch Next Generation when I was seven years old, and that whole presentation of Star Trek, uh, and then concluding when I was 14, I mean, that informed so much about TV, about style. You know, the show grew up a little bit as I did. Um, and, okay, this isn't Picard's Enterprise. This isn't the well-lit dentist's office that I never had a problem with because I think that's the best bridge that there that there is because it's the one I grew up with. So at seven, you don't remember the slew of articles calling it? A flying dentist office and oh my god this is this is the worst star trek ever why you make a bald man my captain my captain has a toupee and swagger and a robot you put a robot on here there's no robots in star trek robots are always the enemy and they have a doomsday plan you can't do that and a klingon we just had a movie where the Klingons are bad. Why you do that? And that's a perfect reminder that whether it's the, uh, I believe it was a Leonard Nimoy quote, uh, you can only catch lightning in a bottle once, or whether it's some of that fan reaction and some of that fan service that needed to be done early on. Um, it, it, uh, next generation was a show that had to sell itself to the old audience. Meanwhile, there's a new audience child me that was just, ready to jump right in and i go back and look at some of those first season episodes and pete uh, they're beloved oh man pete uh we're, we're gonna talk about uh we're, we're gonna do the episode with the the frangie bring the stargazer oh it's gonna it's gonna be a trip down memory lane next thing i know i'm playing on my phone as it's in the background because it's not a great episode but i love it <laughs> because it's part of because it's part of who i was then 
but you know, infinite diversity, infinite combination. Um, at no point was I ever, ever down on this trailer to the point where it's like, oh, I'm not going to watch it. Pete, I know there are some people out there having stronger reactions, shall we say, to the point of ridiculousness. Oh, yes. Um, and just taking a look at some, uh, Pete, I don't know how, I don't Where know how. Where said, uh, we, we set coordinates first, Matt. Why don't we set coordinates with people who don't understand the basis of Star Trek? Uh, things like that's that's a that is a far flung outpost indeed. <laughs> um, is that the on the other side of the neutral zone, or is that like in the Delta Quadrant? That's 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 in the Delta Quadrant. Okay, for sure. Um, let's see. All they did was reboot the Janeway saga, but with a, and I'm not even going to say that, knowing this day and age, they're probably all transgender, transhuman, single mothers. Now, that's just angry. Question. These are, these are responses. Where are these being left, Matt? uh, These I'm looking at on YouTube. Okay. So this is beneath CBS posting of the trailer on YouTube? Yes. Okay. So I think we need to, and I do not want to cast these necessarily as trek fans because we do not necessarily know that we we can draw no one-to-one connection um if they are uh you wonder how they could indeed call themselves star trek fans or know anything about it uh, given that those complaints largely fly in the face of uh 51 years of established doctrine when it comes to the message of this tv show and film franchise uh somebody else put two t-o too much pc crap which fully one quarter of the words there miss uh, misspelled so okay so they're smart and <laughs> well written and spoken um pete to be a little bit more uh a little bit more uh I don't know, raising out of the gutter here. Uh, somebody on YouTube said, uh, or quoted the line, you can't set a course without a star. And then they uh, replied, utter nonsense. Any class M or H planet would have a magnetic field allowing use of a simple compass. That might be the other end of the Star trek which is we don't need to be literal the entire time. Yeah. I mean, if if these are your complaints... You're, you're coming into it with an attitude. You really, really are. Um, like everything else, you've got to give this a chance. And is there the added pressure, not only of rebooting this on TV after 12 years, but doing it behind a paywall based on what level of subscription you're going to go for with CBS All Access? Or are you going to go for the regular one with commercials? Are you going to go for the commercial-free one? There is a difference in price, but obviously there's a difference in service. Oh, yeah, and you get the entire CBS All Access library. They already have uh, reality programming on there. They had their first scripted series this uh, late winter, uh, early spring, which has already been renewed. So there was enough of a response for that with The Good Fight, the spinoff from The Good Wife. And I think they're... Uh, people are concerned that uh, people won't pay for this. Matt, my money is on my desk right now. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to pay for it. Well, and like we've been saying since we first started discussing this series way back when, uh, 
you know, if you're watching in the U.S., access to this will be through CBS All Access. Is it some extra money per month? Yeah. Guess what? I think we can all dig out $6 for commercials or $10 a month to do commercial free. You can what'd dig you pay that for? Out. What'd you pay for a cup of coffee today? Exactly. And to me, I look at it as a bonus. I get to vote with my money. I get to vote with my money for this show. Now, is it slightly, does it slightly sour the deal that I also pay my Netflix bill and, you know, in every other country that isn't the United States and Canada, it'll be on Netflix as part of what you pay for Netflix? Yeah, but you know what? Pete, raise your hand if you own the copyright to Star Trek. <laughs> I don't, you don't. CBS TV owns the TV rights to it. Them's the breaks. This is what everybody's trying to do, which is take their own, their own intellectual uh, property and make things out of it. Okay, Th that's that's how it goes. But Pete, you certainly can't approach this show with the the attitude of one commenter online, uh, wh whose comment I hesitate to read, but uh, we'll shine some some sunlight on on ignorance and ugliness here. Why is Captain Diversity wearing a white woman's wig? <sighs> I mean, it, it almost is, is beneath a reply. Are, are we referring there to uh, Michelle Yao? That's her hair. Um, is this in some way a slam on Sonequa Martin-Green? And you don't even know she's not a captain? I don't know. You're probably not a secret racist. <laughs> Pete, if we're worried about people's hair in this show... You're, I mean, again... The wrong priorities, the wrong sense of priorities. Um, Facebook, Matt, is is not necessarily that much better than YouTube, with with some exception, and that is where you got to put your name to what it is you're saying about uh, Star Trek Discovery, and just in terms of some of the stuff, and and even there, I'll, I'll include uh, the the other uh, major social media uh, platform in uh, Twitter. I have to say, I've seen far more encouragement than I have seen detraction. But at the same time, there are people who do not fully understand what's what. Like one Facebook commenter who wrote, sad to see her, we're referring to Sinequa Martin-Green, quit The Walking Dead and throw her career away. Which, let's, let's just think that one over for a second, okay? Because um, she did not quit The Walking Dead. She was killed off. They wrote it, then they told her. And she knew about this going into it, and she was free to pursue other jobs. So being a supporting player on The Walking Dead, being the lead on a new Star Trek show for the first time in 12 years. Let, let me weigh those for a second. Yeah. Okay. And have you watched The Walking Dead lately? It's not exactly, as the kids would say, the place to be. In fact, the kids aren't even watching it anymore, Matt. It's a shell of its former self. And, and I mean, as an actor, you're always uh, mindful that your current job could be your last job, so you need to have an eye towards the next job. Certainly, she's been an important part of the series. She's not one of the core five or six. Um 
isn't this what you do? I mean, I don't know if maybe she was getting nibbles from Star Trek around the time they were thinking of killing her off, and maybe it was mutual. You know, I mean, who who knows and who cares about that? But you get a trajectory off of one acting job to the next acting job to keep working. Um, that's how it goes, and particularly in this day and age, regardless of whether you want to classify this as an online show or whether you want to classify this as mostly a Netflix show because that's how most of the world will have access to it or a network show, you know, none of these none of these uh, distinctions make any difference anymore. You have Billy Bob Thornton who did ten episodes of a cable show that was certainly much more high profile than you know, his time on a 90s NBC sitcom, Hearts of War, something like that. It was, <laughs> I think it was a political comedy. Point being, she goes from a recurring supporting role to the lead in a new show that was uh, sold to us as 13 episodes, now expanded to 15. Right. We haven't even mentioned that yet. We're getting more. And while this is, dear listener, that you're listening to right now, you're official unofficial talk show after the show and we're going to be right there for you all right yeah they're having a talking track thing and you know we'll eventually be on that anyway <laughs> pete uh, the cream is going to rise to the top and it's going to end up in people's ears i know that um again i mean she she left the highest rated show in tv I, again regardless of who precipitated it whether she was written out and then told hey you can look for future stuff or she said hey future stuff is starting to nibble what's next um bottom line is she went from the number one show on tv in a lesser role to a much more prominent role that's what you're supposed to do with your career you work your way up pete you think back to i don't know if you ever saw on the cw uh, everwood in which in the first four episodes there was a comatose boyfriend played by <laughs> chris pratt x number <laughs> years x number of years later let's see guardians jurassic uh world uh this guy is on top of hollywood one of the most famous people in the entire world oh but pete uh, uh he, he's gonna leave uh everwood to go uh do uh, uh the, the crappy weird comic book movie with james mcavoy where bullets bend or whatever career is over you know what it's leapfrog to next to next to next this is her Maybe. next stop Maybe they should have made him Captain Diversity, Matt. <laughs> Back to Facebook. Some prognostication, Matt. Are you are you ready for, I'm ready. for Fire what away. the future holds? Star Trek Discovery will fail miserably. CBS is banking on Trek fans subscribing to all access. But the new subscribers have not been coming in, and now the network is nervous. My brother does post-production audio over there. He says it's looking like it's going to be one season and done. Well, um, Pete, I know there's stuff on CBS All Access already. Some Big Brother, uh, The Good Wife spinoff, The Good, what's it called? The Good Fight? Good Fight. Um from day one, what was designed as the thing to move people to CBS All Access? Star Trek. Is it out yet? No. So how could it possibly be failing? Yes, I'm sure there's, in retrospect, that there's some business thinking at CBS that says this long space between Good Fight and Star Trek because Star Trek was delayed. That wasn't ideal or that this or that that. We were looking to go kind of 
prelude punch with good fight, you know, first punch with Star Trek. Okay, if the big driver, if this is your house of cards to get you on the map. And let's remember, too, that the order flipped. It was originally to be Star Trek, then the good fight. And with the rescheduling and and reshuffling, that changed. Um, They did bring subscribers to all access for the good fight. Um, Hey, Matt. Can I borrow your uh, your password for CBS All Access? Um, uh, well, I don't have one yet. Oh, gee, it's funny. I don't have one yet either. But we podcast Star Trek Discovery. Will you be getting one? Yeah, I'm going to get one probably the night before the show drops. Uh, there you go. As am I. Or like, right, well, probably they will do the same thing that they did with uh, The Good Fight. They might change it even more. But if memory serves, it aired on a Sunday night. Um, and then they immediately made the second episode available on CBS All Access. So it was incentivized for you to go do that. Um of course, Pinhead, whose brother works at uh, post-production over there, wherever over there is, Canada, CBS, Star Trek, I don't even know. And we're just going to have to take your word for that. But sorry, you're not sinking CBS All Access just yet. The Netflix money is buoying this both nationally and internationally. Um who knows what CBS All Access will be long term? It remains to be seen. Uh, I don't know if you can build your own uh, Netflix at this point. Yet we have Hulu and we have these other competitors to a lesser extent, Amazon, Critical Darling. Uh, so they all want one. They all want their own digital wing because it's not going to be over the air entirely too much longer. Um, but I'm pretty sure. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're still outside of the range of, oh, my God, we need to freak out that they don't have enough subscribers just yet. If it's week three and no one's buying these, you know, you're at red alert. I agree. The fact that CBS, in my opinion, just from a business point of view, again, kind of as a consumer, I'm a little annoyed. I just can't. You know, wait until Netflix sends me the email and says it's there and I can watch it. That is what that is. I mean, there's some good stuff on Amazon. There's some good stuff on Hulu. I don't subscribe to Hulu, for example. I regret not being able to see some of those shows. Am I waiting for the thing to force me to to get it for a month or two? Maybe I'm not waiting for it, but am I? could there be something where I go, oh, man, I have to have – I'm willing to pay for that? Okay, fine. Um, but from CBS's end in terms of – just kind of the business end, kind of savvy to bring Netflix in as your partner in the rest of the world because not for nothing, and I'm certainly not rooting against CBS All Access. I'm happy to pay for content that I enjoy. Isn't that what we do at movie theaters, by the way? Um, I saw Star Wars at the movie theater twice. I saw Rogue One once. Okay, I voted. Um, I uh, uh, Some other movie that's you know out i didn't see it all um the bottom line is if cbs all access is not a success but this is okay it's going to end up on netflix in the u.s and canada ta-da 
Which and means again, if it's good, they can make more. Okay, that, that's what we want, right? Good, good shows that we like being made. That is, again, the meritocracy of the current TV landscape. If you are good enough, uh, a Netflix is going to bail you out and you'll wind up over there, whatever it's going to be. We have shows on TV that are absolute critical darlings that get very low ratings um, comparatively. Look at look at Better Call Saul's ratings. Um, anytime you're doing some research, but also take in mind that this is the prequel to one of the most popular TV shows AMC's ever had. That won a slew of Emmys. That has continued to be nominated for Emmy and just happens to run up in a category against you know the Game of the Thrones. Well. I mean, again, if the message of Star Trek is one of hope and open-mindedness, uh, again, that's why I'm glad that we're recording this today and not yesterday, because it took took a little time for that hope and that open-mindedness to kick in for me. Peach, we kind of do a rundown of what we've seen cast-wise and ship-wise and, and whatnot? Absolutely. Well, starting with First Officer Michael Burnham, uh, I know Pete, you know Pete, many people know, uh, rank of Lieutenant Commander. She's referred to as Commander, which of course is the... Uh, the uh, Abbreviation, the short... The abbreviation, yeah, kind of the, the, the honorific that one, one might get. Um, now that I've, Pete, had my little hissy fit about it's not the spandex tops of the Kirk era, and it's not like a reimagined spandex top of the JJ era, it's kind of something else... I dig the look. I, I really like dig the, the look. I like the dark blue and seems as if they're going with silver and gold as accents. Um, there's a little bit of kind of the multiple, uh, you know, uh, Starfleet Delta perhaps down the sides. But again, we don't have a super close up uh, image. But, you know, go back and look at the cage go back and look at you know some of the the turtleneck tunic style stuff early on it's not a bad updating albeit for tv screens in 2017 from an idea in the future that originally aired in 1966 <laughs> so like come on can we can we calm down about the uniforms and you know what i mean that's that's a good reminder too it is it is the 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 age of hd so these little i don't know and you know i certainly don't have the the costume uh vocabulary but these kind of braid type elements that are on the shoulders okay yeah that's not william shatner wearing a wearing a pullover it is more interesting on my giant tv i'll tell you that um and and as you mentioned, Pete, there does seem to be kind of the the gold accenting for uh, for command. We have uh, Lieutenant Saru, by the way, awesome makeup, just Excellent. really really interesting. The eyes, the uh, the holes in the face, and um, the makeup only topped by the potential of Doug Jones' character here, uh, that he can sense death. And okay, the cynic could be like, well, we've never had a character before who can sense death. How can you sense that? Da, 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 da. But let's remember, you know, this is a franchise that uh, so often deals with time mechanics and what a wonderful story avenue it could potentially open up there. Oh, and yeah, they could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, to me, that was that was a line 
that's great for a trailer. Am I concerned that week to week he's going to play the counselor Troy role and go, Captain, I'm sensing death coming. <laughs> oh, man, this must be the teaser act or perhaps act one. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll cool it a little bit there. Um, but you, you look at these uniforms and, and uh, as noted on TrekCore.com, kind of looks like we have the, uh, the gold accent for command a kind of silverish blue for sciences and a, a copper for, uh, for operations. So I, I kind of dig this. I'm not going to be concerned about this as a reinterpretation of a prequel of a this or that. Can we just say that these uniforms are, are, are visually interesting and they're carrying over some of the division elements that we know across Star Trek? Which, again, that was an expectation, and they have met that expectation. It's not gold and blue and red. So, okay, there are the people that got upset about that. We'll look at all the different uniforms for the different series. Um, people got all concerned. The next gen went to red for command and to yellow for operations and blue remain sciences. So there was some bit of a compromise. They're just colors, man. <laughs> they're, they're uniforms. They're 2017 uniforms. I mean, how bad would the next-gen uniforms look suddenly on these people? Well, there's that. And then there's also visual elements like... Um... The Shensu, Pete, oh, it has the holographic view screen. They've ripped off the JJ verse. I'll tell you this, Pete, this past week I was watching an episode of Next Generation, which to me, I mean, even in the first season, it's beloved, even if some of them aren't great. It's kind of wacky that it just in retrospect, just living in the world we live in where there's, you can pull up your phone in front of you and there's increasingly stuff with augmented reality and all of that stuff that we live with in our real world. You look back at Next Generation, and they're kind of using it as a TV, and there's not all this extra data. I mean, Pete, I can open up an app on my phone and get data on where I've walked and placed businesses I've uh, raided three years ago. And we have all this data overlaid in our lives. We have in the real world, you know, high-end military stuff like jets that have heads-up displays. Regardless of the timeline, let's throw away a little concern there and just realize that this is a weird patchwork of a whole bunch of different shows and movies across 51, 52 years. It kind of makes sense to have that true window holograph overlay thing. If the bridge of this vessel looked like the original series, I think people would be freaking out there. Um, again, Love letter owed as opposed to uh, being being slavishly uh, dedicated to it. You got your original series redo of the set um, during the next generation. They they brought Scotty on. They 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 recreated it. They did it later um, with uh, the the trouble with the uh, tribbles. The, the trials and tribulations where they, they went back to the enterprise and the green screen work there and everything again, ever forward. These things have to look like they're believable for audiences. You know, again, Matt, this show, this is not for you and I, we will watch it. We will pay for it. I will gladly pay for it, but 
there's a little Matt out there someplace who's seven years old and has six ninety nine in his pocket for an online TV station ready to burn per month. And uh, he's he's going to be a big fan of Lieutenant Saru and go to college to to study sensing death so he can become a psychologist and help people with their problems or whatever it's going to be. What what is what is the effect of this show for the future? Star Trek has changed lives. It has uh, caused all of these uh, you know uh, techniques and and uh, technology to be invented. You talked about the the phone. Your phone, Matt, is now the view screen of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> okay, let's can can we just acknowledge that? Yeah. Um, and yeah. It should, all right. And it should I don't be have, as dynamic. I don't have all of the, the, the readout information. I, I can't tell your pulse when I look at you uh, over FaceTime, but I'm sure that's coming or whether it's really you or you're not an alien changeling or what, what have you. But, you know, we'll, we'll be there someday, probably by the end of next year with that new um, operating system. But, um, yeah, I mean, come on. It's got to be updated. It's, it, it's got to look shiny but at the same time there's some wariness to a lot of the images that we're seeing which i think is important to point out as well there is and it occurs to me pete maybe in the best sense this is all setting up a massive twist maybe maybe the 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 shenshu looks like the jj verse because they're going to go back and do something that was an original plan for Voyager and they scrapped quickly because it was way too crazy for the times. Do you know, Pete, originally what the first act or two of Voyager was going to be, including the title, including the title sequence? Other than them being lost in the um, Delta Quadrant? I don't. Originally, it was going to be the original crew of the Voyager before, you know, they get sent away and everybody's hurt and some are killed and whatnot. It was going to be start with them, do your credits with them, including the people that you're going to kill off in 20 minutes time. Boom. Surprise. What you thought is no longer the case because now they've been sent to the to far away, so on and so forth. Maybe this whole JJ look to the, to the Shenshu is because boom, surprise episode two, half these people die. You know, well, I mean, you have, you have blue guy with a grid of holes in his face. You have what might be a, a mechanically augmented uh, guy similar to uh, to um, yeah, to Lobot. <laughs> oh, man, Pete, I, re- I, I thought we were headed somewhere with them. Nope. They just got exploded with uh, half the ship. And now they're, you know, whoever's left is running to the, the to, you know, try and wire together the discovery. I would never, ever presume to lecture a guy who did uh, Looking Back at Lost, a, a tremendous podcast of uh, a landmark TV show. But uh, Matt, you of course know that the plan for the Lost pilot was to have uh, Michael Keaton as the lead and we're going to have him run that pilot and he gets killed by the smoke monster or the dinosaur or whatever the hell was on that island at the end of the pilot and suddenly the girl is in charge and that was going to be that show. Pete, let's shift gears here. The trailer presents uh, as bad guys the the, the Klingons. Am I saying that correctly? Klingons. the Klingons, they apparently speak, or, or rather they do not speak Klingonese, nor do they have um, 
super inexpensive 1960s makeup. Um, Pete, I will admit, I'm not as versed as you are in uh, in Star Trek Enterprise. I know there was like the phage or there was the sickness or there was the something that retroactively explained why there was not the, the foreheads or there were the foreheads. Should I care at all or are these just Klingons for the new Star Trek show and leave it at that? I'm sure there is a story explanation for why these Klingons appear um, facially and um, uh, in the in the costumes that they do. We don't know it yet. Um, there is stuff out there. It's public, so it's it's not a spoiler. This seems to be some kind of Klingon royalty. The uh, the gold and certainly the 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 crown esque elements. What we see um, a, a sarcophagus floating in their ship is is this someone they're awaking? Is this someone who has died? Um, given the other elements that take place in the in the trailer, is something disturbed? We don't know. Are these the very same Klingons that we've even met before? Is this an entirely different offshoot take, what have you, on the Klingon race with their Klingon E? I, I don't know, Matt, but I'm in for it. Um, it's not deal breaking makeup again. If you had these guys with brown on their face and glued on mustaches and goatees, would you be running to CBS All Access with <laughs> your money? I'm pretty sure you'd run the other way, and that would really be appropriate in our current time in history. <laughs> they certainly look scary in a way that... Um... Probably they have not looked that shockingly scary since Star Trek The Motion Picture. And it was like, whoa, major upgrade. Yeah, um, and there's some differences in terms of skin tone. Um, there's some different colors thrown around. I mean, we've been really monochromatic with Klingons before. And, uh, you know, there's there's some reds, there's some golds, there's some turquoise even. Um, there's tremendous texture to the to the outfits. There's, Wait, there's Pete, a lot going on. You're telling me that what they're not doing is taking the costumes <laughs> from 1970. When was the motion picture? 70, 79 is when it came out. So, so they're not taking the costumes made for a 1979 uh, release. And they're not just simply refurbishing them for the next well let's see for the next whole bunch of classic trek movies then next generation then uh then deep space nine all the way up to the year 2000 they're coming up with brand new stuff listen continuity has its place that stuff's important i think we look for those things at the same time realize that they go through tests with this stuff and they have to uh i'm sure take variants of the old and try to fit it in and everything else that's going on that's just just wouldn't work right now um with again as you pointed out hd and larger tvs and all this other stuff and you want it to kind of be reminiscent of a bunch of other stuff that's popular right now as well and be its own thing and be reminiscent of the older thing so there's just so many things that they're trying to serve and again, you've seen all of two minutes and 24 seconds of it. And if I have any 
remaining criticism of the trailer. It's that they have gone for the wide appeal, which I get, but the wide appeal of space action, uh, which, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars, etc. That makes sense. I would have liked it if we got a little bit more of the character stuff. And that ultimately is where this show is going to live or die. Indeed. If we if we get behind these characters and their connections, um, then the exact hue of the bridge lighting during red alert versus normal operations <laughs> is secondary. It, it's absolutely secondary. And again, as far as a story that's being told, we've seen, we were clamoring for, for images, Matt, and scouring, you know, Twitter accounts and, you know, and this and that. And now we have something and there, I, I don't think there's anybody who's really like down the middle with it. There, there, there seems to be two camps. You love it or you hate it. So, you know what? Love it and, and stick around. And if you hate it, then why are you doing yourself? Why, why are you doing that to yourself and just go on to something else, man? Yeah, I mean, all of this will live online. If you if you end up hearing, you know, a la Stranger Things, you kind of missed the boat when this started. Guess what? Here's jump what you on, do. man. Yeah, jump Give on. them your your six ninety nine, your nine ninety nine, your latinium, latinium, whatever it is, man. Gold pressed, silver pressed, they'll take it all. If it's if it's no good, then yeah, I mean, we're we we're kind of having to be there. Matt with this you know we we are stuck with it um and uh even then if if it's no good we're we're not going to tell you that it's good um but we're going to watch it and uh I really like what I'm seeing what I've loved to see more do I want to see the discovery do I want to see all these other exciting acting um choices that they've made as far as casting and everything else yeah but we still don't even have a date here other than fall. So more's coming. And as we have said before, we should take solace in the notion that, well, I guess the good news is, you know, they've narrowed it down to the fall. The good news is also that they haven't given us a date. They're in the middle, apparently, of the sixth episode of filming the sixth episode. Um, Deadline had an article that referred to it being in the sixth season, and I thought that they had mistaken sixth from first season uh, and i let the let the, the writer know about that and then the article was quickly updated oh no gee, thanks gee um, the, the deadline that a, a with it organization would do that and and one uh not with a entertainment reporter who has blocked both fantastic geek and myself on twitter uh would not see somebody helping them with their copy that an editor didn't catch to to fix a detail but yeah that's why deadlines uh got it down right now man but uh yeah i mean it would be nice if i got the thanks but bottom line is real quick the change was made and i could frankly care less whatever some 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 goofball on the internet told her hey you you said the wrong thing the article got better clarified that it was the sixth episode you know when it said sixth season i thought she meant first season so actually it was nice to know where they're at in current it could be breaking news do they have a an ironed out six season deal already assured um which come on we're living in an era now where they are reno renewing tv shows two seasons out um independent of of ratings so you know that would be a big deal if wow you know not just for the next year but for the next five years after that you're getting star trek discovery 
um, it's, it's going to be on CBS All Access. I mean, that would be a real vote of confidence and and uh, drive subscriptions there. So you're you're in episode six of fifteen when we thought we were getting thirteen, and that's news. We're getting an after show now as well. In addition to this show that you're listening to before and you'll listen to after. Yeah, our cup, it may not runneth over just yet, Matt, but uh, it's not exactly full of spoiled Romulan ale. Well, and that's just it. The notion that they are only halfway, that, that they are less than halfway through principal photography, obviously a ton of effects work to do. You know, don't call this September 1st if you're going to need to be October 1st. I mean, that's been part of the slam, I think, against how this show has had this this up and down launch to it at least that's how we we as as uh fans spoiled by other organizations just say surprise we're doing this at some point and then surprise it comes out in six weeks or or, or that kind of thing um you know that kind of up and down of getting getting their production timeline down all right fine you want them to get it right i mean the, the worst thing would be not the the wig or the natural hair or the bridge lighting or the lens flares the worst thing would be if it's just awful, if it really did look like what part of my brain was expecting, which was, you know, a $60 million, 13 episode fan film, um, that might've been what I was looking for. I doubt that's what I really wanted. And if they rushed to do that so they could hit a date because they said do a date, well, that's a guaranteed recipe for one uh, season versus six or 10 or 12 or, or begin the next 50 years of this grand voyage. And we didn't want it rushed. And, you know, it hasn't been. And I'm looking at these Klingon sets and these pieces, Matt. They're exquisite from a design standpoint. We've never seen Klingon stuff this ornate, detailed, um, again, vibrant in terms of color. You look at the CGI work. It, it doesn't stand out like, oh, wow, you're clearly in front of a green screen. Um, again, they went to Jordan. I don't know when that was done. I don't know how they kept that under wraps, those two actresses, but here they are in the Jordanian desert. Um, and it's that much richer for it. They could have put a whole, could have gone, uh, 1966 Matt and dumped a whole bunch of play sand in the corner <laughs> of a Toronto studio soundstage and, and cheaped out there. And they didn't, they flew them across the world for who knows how much footage in a real desert to get this vibe. Um, so I, I just can't see how you cannot look at any of this and want more. I wish Matt, let's add the third subscription option for CBS all access. Where's my pay $20 and I can, I can watch more of this right now. Cause, cause I'm ready. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. And Pete, I just have to mention, by the way, of all the deserts to end up in, you're saying they ended up in Jordan, uh, in, in the kingdom of Jordan, King Hussein himself, who has been on uh, hello. Star Trek, <laughs> one of the biggest Star Trek fans in the world. It, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Again, just, just testament to what this means, the world round. And, you know, to hear those hateful and ignorant things that are brought up in some of the comments, you know, you had, had read before. I mean, again, what is the vision of this franchise? And I'm sure this show 
is, is you know, forward thinking, is colorblindness, is resolving conflict, is the betterment of humanity. Um, and then people write that stuff about this. Well, Pete, I have gone from harumphing my way around <laughs> about 24 hours ago to as soon as we get done recording this, as, as this is uh, mixing and rendering for, for the fine folks out there on the, on the hailing frequencies who are listening, I'm going to rewatch this, uh, this uh, what I'm calling a teaser. I know they're saying trailer. To me, this is just the first little bit. I'm expecting more between now and the fall launch, but before you know it hop skip and a jump it's going to be the fall you know september october november or december this thing comes out i'm excited let's get star trek back uh back on as a weekly tv show here pete we want our listeners to share their thoughts on uh on where they think star trek discovery is headed feedback on the uh the trailer and so forth so uh let's let's talk some contact info here you can of course leave a comment on fantasticgeek.com fantastic with a ph send an email to fantasticgeek at gmail.com you can tweet us at fantastic geek and we're under that name on instagram as well but pete what's the big starbase thing where, where, where all the people congregate online now that would be Facebook, Matt. Facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek with the PH, all one word. Set coordinates, maximum warp. Become our friends today in the United Federation of Facebook Planets. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we, we can hold hands in harmony into the future. You can also find me personally on Twitter at Peter, P I E. T E R J K L R K E T E L A A R 9266 followers, Matt. Can't be wrong. And uh, while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, I know that we will be back on our Discovery podcast feed to talk about the series as further news develops. I'm sure Pete, as the uh, summer goes on, will certainly check in once or twice. If you are new to Fantastic Geek, welcome. If you're an old friend, you might be listening to us on the Pop Culture Podcast feed that gets everything that we do, whether it's Star Trek Discovery, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel TV, uh, various other geeky goodies. Uh, so whether it's FantasticGeek.com, the po various podcast feeds, you search for Fantastic Geek, you'll get in on the conversation. With that, though, Pete, this conversation has come to an end. So I will say, Majram, to all our listeners and give you, Pete, the final word. Spoiler Pete was biologically determined for one purpose alone, to sense the coming of death. I do not sense it now. <laughs>